Welcome to the New Earth Architectress, where we'll be exploring together what is an architectress, what is the new earth, and how is the evolution in consciousness paving the way for your leading role in architecture. I'm your host, Aisha Rose Melody Hassan, and I'm so excited to share with you what's possible when you lead a prospering design practice aligned with spirit and your divine calling. If you're a woman architect or designer who's hearing a deep call to take your stand as an ancient temple builder of the future, welcome. Now is the time and we are the ones. Hello, beautiful architects of the new earth, the ones who hear the call to bridge spirit with matter to give birth to the most healing, nourishing blueprints for the next seven generations and beyond, for you, for your family, for your loved ones. It's time, you know, we are uh, increasingly uh, feeling the pressure uh, to, to restructure the world in so many different facets and so many different aspects of, of life, education, uh, economy, politics, uh, construction, and of course, architecture. The way we build impacts souls, impacts society, impacts the, the greater, the bigger picture of humanity. And you can start by building these healing spaces with just one room, with one interior, with one garden, with one house. And as you, as you build through this, this conscious and um, heart-centered way, you will start to create ripples of light uh, out into your neighborhood, into the city and out into the world beyond. Time and space are illusions on some level and the most micro actions will pave the way for macro uh, movements, shifts. I'll give you an example. Uh, the, the last month, uh, I've, my family and I, my husband and I have been very busy with the house construction along with our builders. Um, I've been more quiet uh, the, these this past month as we've been dedicating every single space, em empty slot in our schedule to, to um, our house construction. The other piece <clears throat> that or the other things that uh, I've been very much focused on is the environment of our current neighborhood. Um, there's a lot of trash, a lot of disrespect by people, um, disrespecting the water, disrespecting the, the streets by throwing trash, loads and loads of garbage. And our city municipality, is does a horrible job with um, with urban design. There is none. 
we've got crumbling sidewalks and um, disproportionate streetlights that just got uh, installed in uh, a low scale, human scale uh, neighborhood, huge streetlights that just shine way too much light. So there's light pollution. Anyway, without this, this, this podcast episode turning into Aisha's complaints about <laughs> crappy urban design and the lack of care that um, uh, is uh, present in our in our street in our streets infrastructure neighborhood infrastructure um so we were uh, you know this today's episode just give to give you some context is how the land can help you to to build in a smooth way to pave the way for smooth construction um so often i've encountered energies people who think that working with energy, the nature spirits, working with spirit, working with your intuition, working with, you know, uh, tuning into the land and what the land has to say about your house construction or any other um, project you're working on, whatever scale that is. There are forces in the world, there are people, there's a certain kind of mentality that all that stuff is airy fairy. All that stuff is frivolous or that all that stuff is all nice and dandy. Oh, that's so nice and pretty. You know, you can just, we'll just tack that on to the end of the, the, the project design um, stages. Um, sure, we can add a little bit of feng shui here and there. Sure, we can sprinkle a little bit of this and sprinkle a little bit of that. Uh, um, but it's a mentality that thinks, that believes that it's all a joke and that spirit doesn't exist and that construction is, you know, it's, it's all just about numbers, practicalities, uh, you know, whether or not you can source the right materials at the, uh, the right, the right time. It's about economy. It's about finding, just finding the right builders, scheduling them in, getting, getting the, you know, the design detailed out and that's that. And that's what's, you know, equals the right, the, you know, that's what the recipe is to uh, successful construction. Now, all of that is valid. Absolutely. You know, that's the masculine. That's the, you know, the action steps. That's the, okay, we got to we got to work with this world, with this earth, with the practic, with, you know, the practicalities of the 3D realm to, to execute a construction successfully. And I'm going to go back to um, this, this uh, story of my neighborhood in just a moment, because it's all, it all connects. And what I'm here to, to, um plant uh I, i'm just picturing myself like <laughs> putting a really you know big skeptor uh, or a stake in the ground and saying no that is only half the picture no we need to be communing with the land 
at the very early stages of the construct of the of the design and continuously connect with the land throughout the entire construction process and continue to connect with the land while we live in our homes, while we live in the finished product. Now, why is this important? And why is it important for you as a pioneer of the new architecture, as a, a, a female architect that is awakening her own magic, awakening her own intuition and knows and knows with every cell of your being that the key to building our resilient future, our, a future that where there is architecture that heals, where there's architecture that is deeply connected with nature, where there's an architecture that is a vessel for humanity's transformation and um, education that helps our children to become truly free. You know, with every single cell of your being that the old paradigm isn't working. This stress, grind, uh, obsession with overworking and only looking at the masculine side, which is the practicalities. Now, of course, the masculine has so much more depth. So I don't want to reduce the masculine or the divine masculine into just like, okay, well, masculine's only practicalities and blah, blah, blah. But I'm just, I'm giving you an example here. And you know that it's time to speak up, to speak the voice of spirit through your architecture because that's the key to humanity's unfolding true unfolding natural organic unfolding and that's what's going to help you heal that's what's going to help your own property your own neighborhood to heal so it's important to start taking, uh, working with the land, the spirit of the land as a living being seriously. <clears throat> so why is this important? I'll give you some examples of some of the last, and this experience I've had with my own house construction and um, what even experience I've been, uh, I've had with, with the neighborhood that I, that we live in. So the water is extremely, um, disrespected. It has been. And this is what I've been hearing um, time and time again through whispers, through synchronicities, through ex various experiences I've had uh, during this house construction and living on site in our tiny houses just next door. And um, uh, one example of that is the the we could call it a creek. Yeah, we could call it a creek. A creek used to run kind of diagonally across our property. And I don't know how many years ago, the creek got re-diverted into a straight canal 
that um, goes directly to the sea. The sea is about, oh, it's like 150 meters away from us. Um, it was just a, a short walk over to the sea. And the entire canal is filled with trash. It is so sad when I say it, just tears come to my eyes. The city has not cleaned it up. And I, many of the, the neighbors on the other side of the canal have complained and nothing has been done. And um, so that's, that's something to, that I'm gonna be working on <laughs> going and uh, putting in uh, complaints, which I already had to the, bit, to the larger government uh, site, but I'm going to need to to get on the ground and and speak with with the individuals sharing photographs of the situation. But there's trash everywhere in general, and I've been, you know, picking up trash all the time. It's been pretty draining and tiring. And the um, the street. Um, in front of us, uh, the side the the sidewalks were dug up. The roads were dug up to get electrical lines put underneath uh, the road. Um, and without getting into a long story about it, there's just been a lot of chaos in terms of construction on the streets around our our property. Now, that's from a spiritual perspective, it's it's good to take a look at. Okay, well, why have I and why have my husband? attracted this property why why is there so much darkness amongst actually nodes of light that uh i've experienced on this this property we're we're pretty much in a semi-urban neighborhood um and uh yeah so with beautiful went along the sea it's beautiful with views and yeah there's a there's a lot of different layers i can say uh to this place. So um, a few weeks ago, I felt the call to start to clean up the garbage because it's it's um, at a certain point, you know, it's all of our responsibility to to do something about it instead of complaining and complaining and complaining. And the amount of shifts in the, you know, the the neighborhood. I could start to feel already by slowly cleaning up all the garbage along the seaside. I haven't gone into the canal yet because there's water in there, there's sludge. I would need to actually uh, put on this like, you know, a huge like rubber fishing suit, which I'm actually considering doing because <laughs> and, and getting lots of videos and photos taken and sent to the city. Um, I'm also considering actually even putting all the garbage in front of their their building. But that's, you know, that's really that's my fierce side. Like I'm angry, like it's time for you guys to do something about this. <laughs> and I may do it. Um so started cleaning up the all the garbage along the the water. I got my son also helped on the weekend and um the amount of beautiful people that we encountered who who were just so lit up about what we were doing. Um, I, we also, you know, we were talking about, you know, why not my son start some kind of environmental group with his friends? He's 10 years old. 
Um, and then, you know, half like 15 minutes later, this woman came and said, yeah, we're part of this environmental group and, you know, we got to do something about it. We'd love for you to join. So the amount of synchronicities were incredible. And what I noticed was a big shift was that they, the next day, um, we, uh, the, the city started to clean up the sidewalks, not in terms of garbage necessarily, but the um, the repaving of the sidewalks. Now, they haven't still finished uh, uh, the, the part that's right in front of our house, but they started to clean it up. So you have the power to start to shift things, energy in the neighborhood, okay? Which will also help your house construction because the next few days after that, the builders started to come in you know, the time, it was all the right timing, um, you know, uh, builders were coming one after the other, completing every single one of their projects with ease, right, in the house. So there was just this flow, this flow that opened up as a result of, and I'm sure that there are other reasons, um, maybe astrological reasons, but the ones that I'm conscious of is that something occurred when we were picking up the garbage there. Um, we picked, I think we filled up eight to nine jumbo garbage bags full of junk all along the, the seaside. It's so sad. It is so sad, women, um, what people are doing to this planet. Um, so <clears throat> the water, you know, the by, by throwing your junk along the seaside into the canal, this is all a disrespect to the water. And I've noticed also within our house construction, there have been some um, kind of small setbacks and actually one where we have these um, built-in toilets right? So that they're hovering, they're hovering uh, on above the, the ground. Um, so the reservoir is built into the wall. And I noticed a leaking from the inside of the reservoir. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Thank God our walls are Moroccan tadelact, because then you can see where there is any moisture behind the wall. If it was tile, we wouldn't have known anything about it and 10 years could go by and there could be mold like building up in the back. So the plumbers, okay, so wait, before I get into the detail, then along like a certain diagonal along the plan of our house, if you were to begin from that, where that toilet problem was with the, with the water and draw a line all the way to the kitchen, there were kind of a series of blockages during the house construction, uh, one of which was, I don't know, uh, did I tell this story in one of the episodes, but I'll tell it again. Um, this is along the same line. I've got this, this house altar at the center of the stair. It originally had this different back, this different wall, um, that was kind of forming the backdrop of the altar space. This was earlier on in the construction process in the earlier stages when 
We had no walls outside the property. Windows were, there were windows weren't in and people could just walk in and out of the, the house construction off the street. I was away in Canada with my son. And when I came back, my husband told me, he didn't want me to, to get upset. So he didn't tell me while we, I was there on vacation that someone came in and kicked a portion of that wall down. Um, high chances it was someone that my husband um, <laughs> probably chased down the road because there were people coming in um, and stealing electrical wiring. I mean, look, you can encounter anything, right? Um, during a construction, especially we didn't, we didn't have any boundaries, borders. So there's some themes here, energetic themes. These are themes for me that, that have been very important in my life. Boundaries, borders, saying no, and, you know, saying no, and sticking with that no, or letting people know what you're available for and what you're not available for. These are some themes that come up, but it was actually an incredible gift and surprise because <laughs> I actually wasn't that happy with that wall in the first place. I did it kind of like, I, I told the builders to just put this little curve on the corner of, a, of the wall and let's just call it a day because I was seeing the level of, um, you could say craftsmanship isn't that high for, uh, for the people that we were working with. And I'm just thinking, okay, you know what? I'll just work with it. I'll hang a beautiful painting on the back of it and, and that's it. So someone came in and knocked the wall down and it knocked down in this, actually this really nice shape. <laughs> and my husband and I, we kind of looked at it and we're just like, and we're talking with the builders. The builders are like, we'll rebuild it. Oh, they were so sad that it happened. And um, I'm looking at it now. Uh, I can see it from my studio because I don't have a door yet on my studio wall. Um, and we looked at it and we said, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't rebuild it. Maybe it wants to stay like this. And then this opened a whole chain. I'm getting shivers and a bit emotional as I speak because it, there was something about my own healing process that occurred during that event. And it opened the door. It opened the door for my creativity. I love building with my hands. That is, that is something I love to do. Um, and I'm doing more and more of now that I'm working on my own house and have the money and the finances and the success, my own success to be able to, to build these structures myself. And uh, I started to work with this kind of what we call gaz beton. It's like these aerated blocks of concrete not the most healthy material um but that's what I had in my hands and it was re it's really easy to, to to carve and smooth and realized I needed to actually close my my uh my nose and my mouth with a with a scarf as I was working with it um but I, I created this sculpture 
as this kind of growing column on one end of this of this altar wall. And then it grew into more and with, you know, a spiral um, guard grew out of it. And, you know, this is an amazing example of listening to the land, listening to the spirit of the house, which is in communication with the land, because your house starts to gain, uh, gain a spirit of its own. I'm actually hearing the house right now responding and agreeing and, and very happy that I'm sharing this with you all. The house has a being of its own. And the more I my ego or I want to impose my ideas onto my own ideas, and of course my ideas are a result of inspiration and connecting with the land and everything, but then there are the ideas that come from like forcing things to happen, you know, ideas that come from maybe more the survival consciousness mind or the competitive mind or the mind that uh, wants to be the best at everything, the ego architect, right? The architect who always wants, wants the, the project to be, um, you know, published in magazines and doesn't really care about anything else right? The architect that cares about fame. I have that in me. We got to all be honest about um, those parts of us that can run the show. Okay, so that's, that's a piece along this string of uh, this line that I'm noticing. There's, there's a kind of um, chain of, um, you could say, construction roadblocks. Now, roadblocks, though, with, as an example, the altar space turned into uh, a gift, really a gift. Then, um, like little things like the sink, the kitchen sink didn't have this pre-pressed uh, hole on the back of the kitchen sink, so the plumber wasn't able to drill the hole because his drill would have, you know, would have run the risk of um, cracking the granite sink, for example. So we had to go and go to a, a you know, a marble cutter that could, that had the right equipment to 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 drill this this hole, right? Um, the stove that we installed that got installed had like a little scratch on it. I mean, these are little minor things that you know actually we would expect in 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 a construction um and i'm not and i'm not saying this to like because i think that everything should be perfect in the house construction and that that's what you should be aiming for no what i'm what i'm giving you an example of is it's important to listen between the lines listen to what's occurring and watch and observe from from a, the energetic realm well, how do I do that, you ask? There's a certain way, and as you practice more and more, this is why, you know, the women that I am mentoring through with the, the sacred blueprint system that I've developed and also mentoring them to learn how to tap their intuition in their own way um, is so key. It's so key to... to um, 
building in a way that is not going to stress you and give you a heart attack, basically, <laughs> and you're going to get, you know, uh, burnt out and sick because that's that was my paradigm before. No, work in a way that is joyful. You have a sense of humor about things, but you're also working in a way, designing in a way, crafting your house or, or any other building in a way that um, is all ears for the whispers coming from the being of your home, being of the construction or the being of the land. So I remembered as I, I noticed this kind of line of problems from a bigger perspective, I remembered that when I was originally dousing, so dousing for those of you who don't know what dousing is, is, do I have my rods here? Yeah. Uh, dousing is, uh, you douse four energies on the land with, I work with copper rods when I'm working on large, larger properties or yeah, or outdoors. Often I work with the rods. Um, I work with a pendulum. Um, where's my pendulum? So those of you who are listening to the podcast, obviously you can't see this. Uh, so I encourage you to hop on over to my YouTube channel, like this, this video, subscribe to my channel so you can see what I'm talking about. Also in the future, I plan on doing some more drawings. Um, so, and yeah, perhaps more, maybe some more on-site videos for YouTube. Okay, so here's my pendulum. It's a, I used a, a silver um, string, a necklace string uh, with a crystal tied at the end of it. And dousing rods. You can also use clothing uh, hangers and bend them. Um, so I douse for power spots on the site. Uh, I douse for questions. I douse for lost things. Um, I douse for, yeah, learning about the story of place. And I also douse for ley lines, which are uh, solar masculine with solar energy, more fiery energy, straight lines of energy running through the property. And then I also douse for water lines. I'm not obsessed with figuring it all out or uh, finding every single line and every single water line. I work in a more shamanic way where I allow the story to unfold by first communing deeply with the land and asking the land for help. And I guide my clients who are property owners through the same process. And we enter into the sacred journey together. And so I'm, I'm all ears, I'm listening. But uh, back to this, this line of challenges, you could say, that I witnessed in, in uh, my house construction, I only recently pieced it all together. Um, I remember earlier on where I, I felt actually a, a water line 
that was running through around that, that same trajectory on plan. And water lines can um, cause depletion. It's interesting. I'm actually feeling it uh, in my, yeah. So there's something that's I'm feeling actually, even as I speak with you, uh, that there's something that's draining and also kind of making me feel ill. And yeah, so water lines are not the greatest thing to sleep over. They can deplete your energy and take your life force away. They're receptive. They're the feminine that absorb. They're, excuse me. Um, so here's an example of how the body can feel energy. My body is very receptive to energy. Um, and so there's a technique that geomancers use. Uh, there are various techniques out there, but I, 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 when I realized that there could be a compromised water liner, not even compromised, but one that is draining uh, the energy uh, along this line or along this side of the house, um, I immediately said, okay, or I actually received the vision to get a piece of rebar these are like, it's like a metal steel rod that you see that, that people use in, in construction, concrete construction, and to, to hammer that into the earth. Now, this is a technique that geomancers use to disperse the draining, depleting energy. And you, you need to find the location of um, that water line and anchor that peg or that steel rod into the ground from the spot that um, where the where the flow of water is coming from. So I had this vision and I'm thinking, okay, I've got to find a rebar. Um, I've been back to back with meetings with clients. Uh, been full with other aspects of the construction. I tell my husband, you know, as he's driving in a, you know, doing his errands, I'm like, can you find a piece of rebar and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this whole piece of rebar has been this theme and just been trying to find the time to actually douse for that water line and anchor that rebar in. So, um, the other day, when the we had a team of uh, gardeners in here <laughs> clearing our entire garden, there's lots and lots of reeds. We're in a wetland. I don't really recommend living in a wetland. <laughs> That's not the ideal place to live, people. We're luckily very raised up, so the foundation is really lifted up, so there's no risk of flooding or water damage in that sense for the house. That said, you know, a wetland is a wetland and, you know, all the frogs and the birds to this, you know, indigenous to this area deserve a home. And unfortunately, <laughs> there's just too many houses in this area because everybody wants to live by the sea. I personally think living more up in the in the mountains is better. Um, but you know what? Everyone has a story and everyone is drawn to a place for a reason, like I said. So there's magic everywhere, even in the densest cities. 
Um, so they were clearing the garden and I was just taking uh, tours around uh, the house as they were clearing, discussing with the gardener what are the next steps to uh, prevent this crazy reed growth because it's almost impossible to eradicate them. Um, and, you know, we don't have a very big garden, so it's it's important that we do create some pathways that aren't just like completely invaded by these reeds. So I'm going to consult the nature spirits about that one. I'll let you know how that goes. Um, it's important to, to do that and get their guidance about that. So I'm touring the around the house and then I am looking at the the, the ground. I'm I'm walking along the the footing of of the of the building. And then lo and behold, I stop and right at my feet is a piece of rebar. And that piece of rebar is located exactly where my intuition told me that this water line was coming into the house. So this is an example, women, of when you are open, when you are in constant communication with nature. In fact, the other day, before I found the rebar, I gave the nature spirits a gift. I do that as much as I can. Uh, in fact, I want to make that more of a regular um, offering um, I gave them a gift, an offering, um, you know, you can give them honey, milk, cheese. I gave them pollen, raisins and nuts. And um, the next step is to, to ordain the tray a little bit more with flowers. I didn't even get a chance to do that. But with my heart, um, I, I extended this gift to them and I, they're helping. They're helping me with the breadcrumbs. <laughs> right? They're leaving the right breadcrumbs that lead to the answers. And so now that piece, <laughs> the next step is to get the hammer, which the hammer is not on site. It's at my husband's workshop, which is out uh, on a different property. So it couldn't be that, you know, confirming, right? So the land and the nature spirits and the being of your house will confirm your intuitions. And um, and so now it's a matter of me dousing. I'll use the rods. You can hear the cling clanging of them. I'll use the rods to um, determine uh, with an X marks the spot. I program them so that they they indicate when they are crossing where the water line is crossing and intersecting right with the, the south face of our house. And then I will, um, I will bury that rod into the earth. There's a geomancer, I don't remember her name, I read about it in uh, another one of our, my, geo, the, the, my geomancy books, um, where she will, either hit a rock or a crystal, I don't remember which one, with a tone, a certain tone. So I don't know if she's using an instrument or not, but basically energizing that rock or crystal to a certain tone, a certain frequency, probably to harmonize or neutralize that. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. It neutralizes the 
excuse me again, I'm getting this feeling in my, uh, below my solar plexus. That's where, or I would say, you know, it's at my solar plexus. That's predominantly where I feel things. I also feel through my feet and my teeth, but, um, yeah, so she, she will energize or program, uh, charge the rocks with, with a, a frequency that neutralizes and disperses the draining energy of the water line. It doesn't mean that you are, um, uh, you know, making the physical water line disappear. It, it just disperses the energy and harmonizes it, balances it out. It's like an energetic tuning. And, you know, to be honest, I haven't tested out the metal rods in terms of their duration, like how long they last. But from what I've read, they do, they do last as long as they're buried in the earth. Now, another thing is, is that our consciousness is evolving so much that we can even affect this through affect or energize sites and energize houses through our thoughts, through our conscious thought, through thought forms. And one thing I'm noticing is that since this process has already started, because I've, I've consciously uh, affirmed um, that that is in fact what's occurring along the side of the house, that there is a depleting water line I found the rebar, but because this process has already started, I'm already noticing the healing occurring. So for example, the, the, the reservoir in the water, in, the, in the, the wall, the toilet reservoir isn't leaking anymore. The plumbers did come and check it out. We turned off the water, let the tanks remain with some water to see if there was actually any leakage occurring one more time and it didn't but it occurred after I consciously put meditated and put thought into this depleting water line so I appreciate your I know there's a lot of stories here and I appreciate your patience um with you know hearing me out about every little detail but it it this is what it requires it requires a lot of care and attention um i do train women through this process through the sacred blueprint system i do train women architects on how to get to a stage and level where you are confident confident with your own intuition and confident to commune with the land and confident to lead a construction using these tools it's so critical women. And if we don't take the time to ask the land for help, to give it gratitude, to give it our love, then the land is going to cause so many construction roadblocks. Now, some of those, like the, for the example with my altar, can be gifts and surprise or gifts, gifts in disguise, gifts in disguise. And so, but it requires also astute listening for that as well to realize, aha, wait, hold, hold everything, people, hold. We're not going to actually proceed in the way that we planned out. 
Now, one thing that I do want to share with is that we are in Turkey and in a, a district outside of the city that doesn't have as many strict rules when it comes to the permit process. Now, that said, I have had, I've heard of stories where people had constant construction stress that the city never accepted their plans. They had issues getting the permit and they were still in the same region, the still same neighborhood or um, you know district as us. So I'm trusting that the you know the land is is supporting us because we're supporting it. We're communicating with it. And it doesn't mean that you need to do 100% ecological construction. The land will be very happy if you do, but I've, I've mentioned this before, our house is a concrete house. I'm bringing clay and tadalakt and wood and organic forms and care and love into transforming this place into a sanctuary with feminine spirit and soul. Uh, and I think that that's what the land is really appreciating, that I'm caring, I'm putting consciousness into the whole process. Are there times where I'm just a mess and I am angry and I'm upset and I'm like a little child that just, you know, <laughs> just basically wants her room? I've been living out of three bags, women, in our tiny house. It's been very challenging living with my husband and my son in a tiny house. And we're just counting the days until we can move in here. And I just cleaned up the top floor, washed the windows, washed the floors. It was really tiring, um, but I needed to do it. And it it was a, a like a it, there was an intimacy that I got to to connect with with the house uh, on a deeper level. Um, no matter even if I was really tired doing it. Um, and uh, yeah, I felt I've been feeling dislocated for a while camping, like I'm camping in camping mode for a while. And so I just received an intuition to to align my center with the center of the home. Um, I'm going to be uh, writing out, um, sharing this meditation very soon. It's a it's a new meditation that's come through. Um, that really helps you during these times of chaos when you're in construction mode. It's one of the hardest things for couples to to get through. The you know your house construction, a house renovation, a redo, right? Um, so many of your shadow aspects come up, and uh, sometimes it can get to a stage where couples, I've seen it happen with clients that I've worked with, where the project awakens so much within them that they end up getting a divorce because they realize, oh my God, I don't want this and you want this and I don't, you don't want this and I want, right? That, that, that it, it, it shows them where there is misalignment. Now, um, not everything, you don't have to be totally on the same wavelength and like everything that 
the other lives? Absolutely not. Um, and so, yeah, anyway, it's, it's a discovery process for me right now uh, to really craft this home in a way that feels grounding for all family members. And uh, there's a part of me, you know, that just wants to design it all for myself, right? And uh, it's, we're a family. So what does that look like? And, but so far, thanks to the land, thanks to listening to the land, it's, uh, it's turning into the sanctuary of our dreams. Yeah, with many surprises. I'll share more about how you can specifically work with communing with the nature spirits and the spirit of the land. If you are interested in deepening in this approach and developing your own modality or learning the sacred blueprint system that I have birthed, uh, hop on over. Well, I'll, I usually add the links. My team usually adds the links to um, fill out an application to work with me privately, one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, I am accepting one more client to start in December 2023. Um, it's a one-year program and will help you to lay the foundations for your, your design model or design practice that um, bridges spirit with energy. And I'll help you to attract the right projects, the right clients, the right money, the good money, uh, without compromising your health and your freedom. I get to now schedule my, uh, my days how I want to. I can today, uh, very soon, yeah, in a couple hours, I'm going to my son's um, Kind of like it's not it's kind of like a show and tell <laughs> um basically they 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 show the parents uh what uh what they've been up to and you know when i was working at an office in a firm i couldn't do that and i get to go hiking and um spend time on finally on building my own sanctuary and i can build my schedule around my joy how awesome is that so I want that for you too. Also, I'm heading off to Ephesus for another one-on-one -on -one VIP retreat with my private client. Uh, I'm heading out tomorrow. There is also an application down below to uh, to apply for the for a three-night and two-day retreat in Ephesus. It is the most magical thing ever. And each time I'm in awe and I'm so surprised and uh, just in, um, yeah, I'll just keep it at that, in awe of the, the transformation and the beauty that occurs for my, my clients there. So much gets anchored in. Um, I take them to the, the mystery school of the temple of Artemis and uh, and the great city of Ephesus, the ancient city of Ephesus, where East meets West and where many, many, many um, famous philosophers and priests and priestesses would gather to evolve humanity through bringing about a new consciousness 
and, uh, and celebrating nature, the forces of nature. Celebrating the goddess, celebrating Artemis, which is an aspect of source, an aspect of the goddess. Yes, what else is up? I've got some things in the background behind the scenes. My team and I are working on um, something exciting related to the Sacred Blueprint online course, which we will reveal more about soon. And uh, so make sure you stay tuned. Listen to this podcast every week and we'll provide you with the updates and make sure you you sign up to my list to receive updates about the next uh, amazing um, opportunities for you to deepen in wor working in a spiritual energetic way with architecture. You could be an interior designer, landscape architect. Uh, I even work with land artists. Um, and uh, yeah, it's time women, it's time. We need to build the new world in a new way. So share in the comments below if you're watching the YouTube, if this uh, episode landed for you, if you have any specific questions, PM me uh, via Instagram or Messenger uh, or shoot an email over by going into the contact section of the New Earth Architect Dress website or um, AishaRoseMelodyHassan.com website. All right. I love, love, love this time with you, and I am excited to, to serve you and support you uh, to, yeah, to anchor in your truth, your spiritual truth, and make that manifest via new forms, new architecture, uh, new visions for, for our earth. We, we need it. We need the light to be spread across this globe now more than ever women now more than ever with so much destruction uh, and so much pain occurring on our planet right now we need you it's your responsibility all right i'm out see ya bye bye thank you for tuning into the new earth architectress it's my intention to inspire more women architects and designers to come out of hiding and unleash their intuitive powers to lead a prospering design practice aligned with spirit and their divine calling while making a powerful impact on earth. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review on iTunes and share this episode with women who you know are feeling the nudges to take the big leap and bridge spirit with design. You can find out more about me and the New Earth Architect Dress Movement by visiting AishaRoseMelodyHassan.com. Until next time, gule gule!